talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net. Two recent English language articles from the Korea Herald have shed light on the issues foreigners face while reporting a rape in South Korea. With a specific focus on one woman who says Korean police mishandled the assault claim she made last year here in Seoul. My name is Adri Matna. I am a qualified primary school teacher from Australia, currently working in Japan. I decided to visit South Korea at the end of September with my friend and my boyfriend. They were unable to stay as long as I was able to. Um, Then on the evening of the 25th of September, that was when I attended and organized pub crawl in Hongdae. I believe I was uh, drugged at the third bar and I was taken to a hotel in the middle of nowhere, quite far from Hongdae, and that's where I was raped. Um, And this was by a man I had never seen before in my life. He wasn't a member of the pub crawl that I'm aware of. I hadn't ever seen him until he was sitting in the taxi next to me um, when I became aware that I was being taken somewhere in a taxi. I woke up. I was completely naked. My clothes were strewn all over the room, and the man had obviously left me there. After realizing her money had been taken, Airdrie Matner says she took a taxi to her hostel where the staff paid the driver and placed her in a private room where she could calm down and rest. She then traveled to a medical facility to speak with a doctor and file a police report. As she had visited South Korea while on vacation, Matner was in a difficult position and decided to return to her job in Japan while staying in contact with Korean police to pursue the case. Obviously, before I left the country, I made sure that the police had the correct email address in order to contact me. And I was told that this email address would be the way that they would communicate my medical results and also any and all updates on my investigation would be sent to me directly through this email. They told me they would send me my medical results within two weeks of the 26th of September. However, on the 23rd of October, the embassy finally received my medical report. So I had to resort to asking the embassy to act on my behalf in terms of securing this medical report because it was not sent to me. Additionally, police were not replying to my questioning to their direct email address, which is the same email address that I had sent the screenshots of the man who tried to add me on Facebook. So I had no choice but to go through the embassy and get them to act on my behalf in terms of receiving this medical report and have continued to have them act on my behalf since September last year. And when Airdre Matner finally was able to see the files on her attack, she says the information police and medical professionals gathered was not what she had expected. My medical report shows that no evidence was collected from my nails, uh, from my mouth, from my hair. Um, The only place that it says on the medical report that police attempted to collect evidence from was my chest. 
there is no explanation in the medical report as to why they didn't follow procedure and try to collect DNA evidence from other areas. There are large sections of that report that are completely blank and just not filled out at all. The medical report has also clearly been falsified with them implying that I was out on my own late at night and that I had become drunken um, and that I didn't remember what had happened to me. And this completely contradicts my police statement. On April 1st, the police station in charge of the investigation posted an open letter on Facebook to defend their handling of the case. In the letter, police refute Matner's claim that proper procedures were not followed while collecting DNA evidence, noting that a sample of the suspect's DNA was collected and sent to the National Forensic Test Lab. Matner's claim of being drugged at a bar in Hongdae was also challenged. With blood and urine test results, the police say showed no drugs were in her system. And while they were able to locate CCTV footage of the man she identified as the suspect at the hotel, their investigation concluded that he was not a suspect. Video footage of Matner's statements to police was also cited in the post, with police saying that they've confirmed through the recording that no insulting questions were asked, and explained their lack of direct contact with the victim by noting that as Matner immediately left South Korea, and also due to the language barrier, the Australian embassy was used to send her medical results and other notifications during the investigation process. However, Airdrie Matner says she eventually had to pursue other means to bring her attacker to justice due to a lack of support from the Korean police. There were various reasons why I decided to resort to using uh, GoFundMe. The first um, and the primary reason was that on the 18th of January, I was notified that police had decided to close the case and mark it unsolved until there were new developments. This was particularly devastating and shocking for me given how much I felt that I had provided to the police for them to be have been able to work with and conduct a full investigation. So I decided to take things into my own hands in terms of attempting to fundraise to pursue legal action in London, where we believed the man is residing. And also, additionally, because I decided it would be a good platform to share my story and and what had happened to me in terms of attempting to spread awareness, not only of the high rate of incidences like this in Seoul, but especially how these cases are dealt with when they are reported to police. And that goal seems to have been achieved, as one writer I spoke with has continued to cover the story. My name is Leticia Ock. And I'm working for the Korea Herald. I'm covering legal issues and social affairs as well. I learned about her story from an uh, expert community. So I went to the GoFundMe page and I saw her allegations about like how police treated her and then how hospital mishandled the case. So I thought it was very problematic. And then I heard other allegations from other rape victims in the past that they accused hospitals and police of their wrongdoings. So I decided to write a story on it, especially because foreigners are very vulnerable because of the language barriers and because they don't know who to access for information and how to defend themselves. According to what the victims told me so far, police should have 
treated them with more dignity. And then because they were victims, they should have avoided questioning them in an what they called insulting manners. And then they should have informed them of the investigation process and results through the embassy or directly, whatever. They should have done that. But according to what I heard, it seems like police kind of failed to do so. Though police, in their defense, said that they tried to reach the victims as well as Metna, but there must have been some miscommunication or because of the language barrier. That is the exact wording they, they gave me. But many Korean women are also suffering from secondary damage. It was very hard enough for them to suffer from these sexual attacks. But afterwards, during the investigation process, among government officials and judges and prosecutors and police officers, they are treated like they are lying or they are blamed for this kind of rape, um, basically victim blame. And in addition to the problems Airdre Matner and other Korean and foreign victims say they have faced after reporting their attack, Matner now faces an online campaign from police to discredit her story. They were posting comments on my GoFundMe page directing me to their public Facebook post addressed at me. It was shocking. I, I felt harassed and unsafe because of the amount of information that they had released that I had never previously released myself to anyone anywhere uh, and I had not given consent for this information to be made public about my case either and I'm not going to engage in in the public standoff that they seem to be um, looking for. Um, That's yeah that's all I can say really. I was basically shocked because it was kind of against common sense the police posted an open letter to a rape victim revealing her information and case and all the comments were very supportive of her and very negative about the police decision to post the open letter on Facebook in public and I talked to the police actually and they said to me that they had to take action because Matna went onto the GoFundMe campaign page to defame the police, that's what they said. So police said that they had to publicly post an open letter to her to explain and clarify some misinformation. That's what the word they said, misinformation. For KoreaFM.net, I'm Chance Storland.